Welcome everyone to the fifth year podcast. We're excited to have you as always. It is Clint Maxey and yours truly Parker Biggs. We had announced earlier in the week that we would be having a guest on the podcast, but unfortunately had some conflicts and instead we'll be coming on next week, but we'll be talking Big Ten football with him. So that should be fun. We've got a question filled uh, podcast with questions from you all sent to us on Instagram and Twitter. So thanks everyone for sending those in. Follow us on both Instagram and Twitter uh, at the fifth year podcast on Instagram. Instagram and at fifth year podcast on Twitter. So uh, we'll be talking preseason polls as well. So this should be a fun episode and let's get rolling. All right, we're going to jump right in here, get on to the AP poll. It was released a few days ago, so let's start talking about that. Parker, overrated, underrated, you want to get into that? Yeah, I'll start off with the top five here. As expected, Alabama comes in at number one, Oklahoma at two, Clemson at three, Ohio State at four, and Georgia at five. Everyone knew that would be the five going in, but weren't sure what order it would come out. So maybe a little bit of surprise to see Oklahoma at two. They've had a lot of hype, but to see the media really, really believing in on that Alex Grinch defense, that stands out. Alabama at one, replacing a lot of guys, but it's Alabama. They keep rolling. They're a machine. So, yeah, uh, top five order could have gone a number of ways, but the, same, the five times you'd ex- five teams you'd expect. Beyond that, the main thing that stood out to me is Cincinnati at number eight. They might have a better – sure, the AP poll doesn't really matter and doesn't have, quote-unquote, any effect on the playoff committee rankings. Just the fact that the num- they're number eight shows they have respect going into the season – so they have a they have a high ceiling. I saw that they are they're ranked eighth and in the playoff era, the highest any other group of five team had started out ranked was number fifteen. I think that was Houston in twenty sixteen, the year they beat Oklahoma. So and they were coming off that uh Peach Bowl victory over Florida State the year before. So Cincinnati starts in a really, really good spot. I feel no- like you have to uh for American athletic team, you kind of have to start high from the, the start of the year to really get that respect in college football playoff. Right, sure. They're they're the only group of five conference that has any sort of remote shot at the college football playoff. But yeah, they have to start. They need to be garnering respect going into the season just so they can be positioned well once the college football playoff rankings come around, even though, like I said, it doesn't technically have any implication. It still means something to come into the season with with some respect behind your team. Yeah, but but beyond that, nothing really stood out to me. Anyone underrated? I think that Louisiana-Texas game early in the first week of the season is going to be really, really good. It's in Austin. Texas ranked 21st. Louisiana ranked 23rd. Louisiana returns a really, really good group. So that'll be a good game. I think maybe – it's uh they maybe I'd say they're underrated, but no. Yeah. LSU's gonna have to prove themselves. 
I was maybe thinking they'd be ranked a little bit better. They started yeah. to show some signs, and they've got some good young talent. So, and Alabama and Miami play week one, right? Yes, they do. So that'll, that'll be awesome. that'll be a good game. Uh, I think Miami is going to struggle in that one, but we'll see. All right. Anything else on preseason poll? It's pretty unsurprising. No. Yeah. That's those are the that was what stood out to me. Sure. All right. We'll get on to some college football news. Like Parker said, this is going to be a majority of fan questions. We got some good questions, so please make sure you're sending those in. I also want to say if you if you send in trivia questions, send them to my Twitter or Instagram. Because if you send them to our uh, accounts, Twitter, Parker will see them. So, but keep sending them in. We're really appreciating it. So let's get on to college football news. A uh, couple starting quarterbacks named. Yeah, Cade Mac Cade McNamara was named starting quarterback at Michigan. There was a battle going on mainly between he and JJ McCarthy, who was a big time recruit, five star, true freshman at Michigan. Alan Bowman, from the transfer from Texas Tech, was also part of that competition, but it seemed to be a two-man race. So uh, Harbaugh named McNamara the starter, though. It'll be interesting to see if there is a quarterback, if there's any sort of rotation with McCarthy as the season goes along, considering he made, a, made it a competition as a freshman. Uh, if McNamara struggles, I think you might this job might not be totally secure. He played well when he came in late in the season. He had a pretty good game, really good statistical game against against Rutgers. Um, he didn't throw an interception last season and five touchdowns through for about sixty or completed about sixty percent of his balls. So he showed some showed some things, but in a small sample. So we'll see how see how that goes because they're going to need big quarterback play. That's what they're that's what they've been missing. So. If they're going to get over that Ohio State hump, need need elite quarterback play. We'll see. We'll see what they get. And then Hunter Johnson, another Big Ten quarterback, named starter at Northwestern. He has been there a couple years after transferring from Clemson, where he was a five-star recruit, but really struggled when he played in 2019. He started five games, only threw one touchdown, had four interceptions, and his completion percentage was well below 50%. They really took a, a big step whenever they found their quarterback the, that year with Peyton Ramsey, but Ramsey's gone now, and so jo- Johnson is getting another chance. He was new when he got that opportunity in 2019. He had just transferred from, from Clemson. I don't think he got a spring ball in. So I'm not I – th- I think he has a chance to be significantly better than he was. They've got a great, a really, really solid program there. So if he can provide stability at quarterback, they'll compete for the Big Ten West once again. All right. So not much here. The last thing we have under news, as you can see, we're really craving for that first week of college football with this being our last news. But I see that all the chicken fast food chains are going straight for the quarterbacks. JT Daniels signs with Zaxby's and Spencer Rattler with Canes, Sam Howell with Bojangles. It's really a feisty uh who's got the who's got the best sponsor right now i think uh canes yeah 100 percent. chick-fil-a's out there i've though, only so. had bojangles once or twice so i'm not a fair judge of that i also had it in the airport so. canes is so much better than zaxby's yeah. all right so that's all our news so not too exciting but on to the fan questions let's get on to the first one jake in oklahoma city 
will OU and Oklahoma State still play every year? That's a good question. That's one that a lot of people in Oklahoma are asking. They've played for over 100 consecutive, I think 100 consecutive seasons. They've, it's obviously been a one-sided rivalry, but it's a fun rivalry. It means a lot to the state of Oklahoma. So, I think a lot of people would like it to continue, but OSU is angry, rightfully so, right now. I think it'll take a little bit of time for that anger to wear off, plus however long the Big 12 lasts, that's got to go. And then I think there'll be con- some contractual issues. They have, they'll have, well, who knows what the landscape will look like, but they both programs have non-conference games already lined up for the future. OU, some of those will get, they'll have some, availability now that they're in the SEC because some of those games, some of those series were set up with Alabama, Georgia. So those likely won't be happening now. And so they'll have some spots, but OSU has, they've filled schedules for years in advance too. So they might, might not have availability initially, initially, and they might not want to play initially, but I think it'll happen. It's, it means a lot to the state and it's, brings money it brings tv revenue more tv value to osu and it brings just it's a big game i can't imagine are there any non-conference rivalries that oh yeah yeah south carolina clemson play yearly georgia georgia tech play yearly florida florida state so they could work oh yeah yeah so those schools just have two just one less non-conference game usually right because that's just a yearly yearly game so it could it's definitely possible I think it'll happen. I think it might take a few years after the dust is settled, but I do think that will happen. And I had a couple other notes yeah. here. Hopefully it happens. There's been great. I, I'd l- I like to uh, dwell on some past rivalries that were really, really good that we've lost due to re- realignment. Pitt and West Virginia was an awesome rivalry, and they've not played since the split of the big East Kansas, Missouri, they're playing coming up. They've got a serious setup, but it's been a long time. Tech. We lost Texas, Texas A&M, but getting that one back, fortunately, that one, that's of all of those. That's the one I'm most surprised to see those two back at the same conference. And because of realignment, this realignment, we are going to get the Texas, Arkansas game back too, which is a really, really old, long lasting rivalry might not mean as much to our generation, but means a lot to, to a lot of other people. So that's a good rivalry we'll be getting back. But realignment, it takes some, some great games away too. So, All right. Next up, Ethan from Tulsa, also talking about Oklahoma State. What is Oklahoma State's future if Gundy is out within three years? That's a, that's a good question. He's, the Gundy scenario is an interesting one because he is an OSU legend. He played quarterback there. He's their best coach they've ever had, and he's taken them to levels they hadn't been before. But because of what he's done, the bar is set really, really high compared to what it's used to, what it was used to. So OSU fans really want 10, 11 win teams that can at least make it to the conference championship since the Big 12. The OSU's never been in a Big 12 championship game. They won the conference when they weren't doing the, the championship game, and now that they've brought it back, they've had some solid teams but just haven't haven't gotten that second spot to play OU. So OSU fans, I think, are getting a little restless. So 
you never know if he how long he'll be there. I think there's a chance he could be there his whole career, but something could happen, and he they might get tired of not taking it to the next step. And but another thing to think about is everything that's changing, conference realignment. He might look they're they're not gonna he might look if he's gonna look elsewhere now could be a time if if he doesn't think he doesn't like the outlook of the future for Oklahoma State football. So say that does happen and he's out in three years. I that first hire would be big, but I wish he was in a OSU before Gundy. Gundy's their best coach ever, but they didn't have what they have now. T Boone put so much into that program. They've got really, really nice facilities. They're not the OSU that Gundy was hired to. So I think they'd be if they hire the right guy, they could continue being a really solid program. I don't I don't ever necessarily see them being a top five type program, but they're a team that should or could reach some some pretty good heights i mean they've showed they've almost played for a national championship in 2011 yeah. so Gundy they would have, be hard to get rid of very hard because he played there and yeah he's there yeah no i don't i don't imagine that happening but crazier things have happened he's he's flirted with other schools before so yeah. all right alex in dallas which blue blood is closer to a playoff berth texas usc or michigan this one for me was pretty easy and it's usc and that's mainly because their conference, they're playing the Pac-12, so they're not playing in the Big Ten like Michigan. The current Big 12 is harder than the Pac-12, and then Texas will be playing in the SEC soon. So they have the easiest path. They also have less competition recruiting-wise. They don't have powerhouses in California. There are some schools that have been hopping in there and poaching guys. But when USC is strong, they, take, they should be getting all the top guys in the South in uh, Southern California. So I like the talent pool, less competition. I don't think Clay Helton's the guy and I think he'll be out. I, if he doesn't have a, if they're not really competing for a conference title this year, I think he'll be out after the season. So if they can get the right guy in, I don't think they're that far away. Texas Sark. If he's the Sark that he was at USC in Washington, I don't know if he's the guy to get them back. he, did some really good things at Alabama, but the weapons there were were un, unreal. But he might have learned some things from Saban, so we'll see. And then Michigan, they've seemed to kind of stall out under Harbaugh's better than what they've had in in the last few years before Harbaugh. But he seems to be stalling a little bit. In Ohio State, is just an obstacle. So I don't think they're going to be competing for national championship in the the current state of college football, at least. All right. On to the, I believe the last, yes, the last one. This is basically a segment. We really like the question. So Parker kind of turned it into a segment, but uh, the top five group of five teams. Yeah. Top 10. So top really, 10, really 10, sorry. a segment here. This was a, a good question. Show some love to the group of five. One, it's pretty easy, Cincinnati. Luke Fickle has built a program at Cincinnati. Ritter is back at quarterback after winning AAC player of the year last year. Their defense is legit. They lose Marcus Freeman, their defensive coordinator to Notre Dame. But they return a lot of guys. Their secondary has big-time NFL talent. 
They're coming off that close loss to Georgia in the Peach Bowl. So I think, and you saw it that they were that they've got the respect in the preseason AP poll. So they're I think the clear choice to be the most likely team to get be getting that um, that berth in a uh, one of the major bowl games. I mean, possibly competing for a playoff. Two, I'm going with Central Florida staying in the American Athletic Conference. I think Dylan Gabriel is the best quarterback outside of the Power Five. Their offensive line is a strength. They return all five of the guys, including two first-team all-conference guys, center Matt Lee and left guard Cole Schneider. As always, they have weapons on the outside at receiver. They return two of their top four guys and add Jordan Johnson from Notre Dame. And I like the fit for Gus Malzahn as their head coach. I said it earlier. I think I, I said it higher so much. Yeah, I said it earlier. Uh, it got stale at Auburn, but I like this. I like Miles on over Josh Heupel. So I think they actually upgraded the coach. So I think uh, Central Florida will be definitely competing with uh, Cincinnati for that AAC crown. They'll be nipping at their heels going into the season. Three. Three, sorry. Three, I'm going Louisiana. I got this out of order on here, but I'm going Louisiana at three. Uh, Levi Lewis is back at quarterback. Their offensive line, which was a Joe Moore Award semifinalist, is back. I think they'll be better this year, their offensive line. They opened, like I said earlier, against Texas. So we'll find out how legit they are. They went into Ames and beat Iowa State by 17 last year. So they've done it before. We'll see. See what happens there in Austin at four. Boise State, they returned 17 starters. Last year was an off their worst season in a while, and they still made it to the conference championship in their shortened season. They've been so consistent for so long, but they just they have they've got another coaching change with Avalos coming in from Oregon, defense coordinator at Oregon. So it is an unknown, but ever since kind of into the Dan Hawkins era, more so since Chris Peterson, in a couple times, or in their one transition to Harson, it went very, very smoothly. So I think they've built a program that can do that. Producer's note, we forgot number five on this list, so I'm adding it in at a later date. Parker had Coastal Carolina at number five. Grayson McCall, freshman All-American, led them to an undefeated regular season. And also a big win over BYU. So that is what Parker had for Coastal Carolina. And on to the rest of the list. Six, I like SMU. Sonny Dykes has built something, or is building something in Dallas. And Jim Levitt at defensive coordinator, I love that. Brings a, a really, really good resume. He built South Florida when they were up in as high as number two in the country in 2007. He's been the defensive coordinator at Oregon. Spent some time on the Niners staff the last couple of years and is a really good coach, really good coach. Quirky guy, but should be should bring a physical defense. If they can get good quarterback play from Mordecai or Stone, their offense is going to be really, really good. Jalen Thomas is back on the offensive line. Their offensive line keeps improving, and their skilled position guys are, I think, the best in uh, the American Athletic Conference. Seven is Liberty. Malik Willis is back at quarterback. 
he could be considered the uh, the kind of the uh, smaller school guy that has a uh, potential to be a, a first round draft pick next year. He's he's got he's getting some big time off season hype. Hugh Freeze is a brilliant offensive mind, so the offense will be really good and will keep clicking from what they had going last year. App State at eight. They're just a really solid program. They transitioned about as well as anyone could from the FCS level into the FBS level. They went from dominating the FCS, up going upsetting Michigan, and just a decade after that or so, they transitioned into FBS, and they are immediately a Sunbelt Sun Belt, uh, uh, contender, and they'll be contending for that title again this year. Nine, Tulsa. They made it to the American Athletic Conference title game last year. Kind of flew under the radar with a really solid defense. Gillespie, their coordinator, is really, really good. Zaven Collins is gone. He was a first-round pick with the Arizona Cardinals. But they got good coaching. They return a lot of good guys. And uh, maybe they'll – they're they're flying under the radar again. They, they were kind of middle of the pack in the preseason American Athletic Conference poll. And last year, 10 Memphis – this is more about just the program. They've been uh, they weren't as strong last season, but uh, it was a slight drop off. I I think they're they're kind of maybe not in that top tier of the AAC for this season, but it wouldn't be totally shocking to see them compete for a spot in the conference title game. I'm looking at Tulsa's schedule. They have an opportunity definitely if they're legit again with Oklahoma State, Ohio State. Arkansas State, Houston, Memphis, um, Cincinnati, SMU. Yeah. They'll, they'll definitely have some chances. Yeah, real, and really quick, one thing I wanted to mention before we go here is with Cincinnati, who I had number one in the group of five, preseason eight in the, in the AP poll, they're going to have opportunities. They play at Notre Dame and at Indiana. Notre Dame's number eight in the country, and Indiana's number 17. There you go. That'll Or no, in Notre Dame's number nine, I mean. So if they run that table yeah. – as long as Central Floor, or as long as Notre Dame doesn't really bust, or Indiana doesn't live up to what a lot are expecting from them this year, if but if those teams struggle, it won't mean as much. But if they play to their expectations this season, and Cincinnati beats both of them, yeah, they'd they'd have a real a real better shot than we've probably seen in a while. They'll actually get their chance. Yep. One of those group of five never. Yeah. All right. Last up, moving on to trivia. Parker, two for five last week. So three for five, then two so for five. I'm going 50% through two weeks. All right. Question one. What bowl game was won by these three teams from most recent, so 2020 to least recent? Ohio State, Georgia, Texas. Sugar Bowl. Since 2000, there have been three non-quarterback Heisman winners. Name them. 20 seconds. Three. Three non-quarterback Heisman winners since 2000. Name them. Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, and Devontae Smith. All Alabama. I didn't even realize that. Question three. This coach bridged the gap between Bo Pelini and Scott Frost. Mike Riley. All right. Parker, three for five. Good start. 
three for three. All right, question four. Two defensive tackles were selected in the top three of the 2010 NFL draft. Name them. And Dominican Sue and Gerald McCoy. Four for four. All right. Question five. What quarterback holds the record for most passing touchdowns in a career with 155? Repeat that. What quarterback holds the record for most passing touchdowns in a career with 155? In all of college football? All of college football. Case Keenum? Let's go! Five for five. Oh, wow. I, I had several options there in my head. I thought those were about the same as the yeah, last week. No, so I, I was just locked in there. Good job. All right. I can well, go, five, I have, can go so. five for five every week. All right. We'll see about that. I'll make them a little harder next week. All right, Parker, close us out. Yeah, that was a, a fun one. Like we mentioned earlier, fun guest coming up next week where we'll be talking Big Ten, doing a preview there. So it will be fun, and we're getting closer and closer to this season. It's next. It's once this is released, it's about a week. It's nine days from Thursday. So, wow. And we'll. Uh, when are we going to do the like a full season preview? Is we'll that do two it two weeks, maybe. Yeah, we'll do it two up. two days before that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Hope you guys have a good weekend. College football is right around the corner. <laughs>